beautifully broken friends and welcome to another episode. I hope you all are doing well. Hope you all are having a great week. Um, I didn't say anything, but I did move my podcast now to every Wednesday instead of every Tuesday. It seems to be working out better for me. So thanks for understanding and joining me every Wednesday now for my podcast. Today, I have good news for you. <laughs> Don't you love good news? Okay, that was super corny. It actually reminded me of the great Don Knotts in his um, movie, The Ghost and Mr. Chicken, which is one of my favorites. I grew up on it. We watch it. I torture my kids and make them watch it every Halloween, but he says corny things like that, like, um, don't you just love good food? I always like good food. <laughs> yeah, my mom always liked good food, too. <laughs> she said, I'd rather eat good food than bad food any day of the week. Okay, anyways, um, I have a penchant for quoting movies, I guess. But yes, who doesn't love good news? Okay, so I was reading scripture this week in Romans, and I came across some great, great verses that just were so encouraging to me. I had to share them with you. In Romans 8, starting with verse 35, Paul writes, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now, let's just stop right there. It doesn't say, Who shall separate our love from Christ? No, it says, Who shall separate Christ's love from us? In other words, wh who is going to be able to stop Jesus from loving us. Then Paul continues, Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? So let's break this down. Tribulation, what does that mean? Well, I think when Paul is speaking right here, the tribulation he's talking about is the tribulation that comes into our lives, the, the stuff that we have no control over, the day-to-day -day problems, whether big or small. You know, for me, I think there's several things that come to mind, like sick kids or a sick husband or financial struggles or even starting a church. You know, those those tribulations that come when, when you find out somebody doesn't like you or you know, you're having problems at work or whatever it is that is causing you trouble and tribulation. I think that's what he's talking about here. Or distress. How many of us have dealt with distress lately? I mean, I feel like this is so poignant to the time we are living in right now. Uh, distress can be anything. It can be fear of the unknown. It can be fear of the future. Distress over the fact that we have to stay inside or that we could get sick or we know somebody is sick or maybe we're sick. The next word Paul uses here is persecution. And persecution is anything that we run into as Christ followers. Anybody who says bad things about us because of the stances that we take or the lives that we live because of Jesus and his changing of our lives, that's what persecution is. When somebody comes against us for our Christian beliefs, Paul goes on to say, or famine. In America, I think we have a little bit of a hard time understanding famine, but 
I've really recently gotten into fasting and I know what it feels like to be hungry, but I don't know what it feels like to be hungry without the thought of food. And so I'm so grateful that I live in a country where at this point we have bountiful and plentiful food. Um, but I can't imagine being hungry, not knowing that I have a meal waiting for me. Or nakedness, he says. And nakedness, to me, has the connotation of, of being vulnerable. And I definitely have felt vulnerable in being a widow in, in sometimes feeling alone. There's a vulnerability that, that comes with that. And the thought of nakedness has to me that connotation of just there's some fear, there's some embarrassment, there's some vulnerability. And then Paul goes on to say, or danger, or sword. So he's talking specifically about, you know, we know, understand what danger is, but I think the sword is saying the, the threat of death. So let me ask Paul's question again. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? Can death separate us from the love of Christ? No. <laughs> what death does is it ushers us into the presence of Christ for those of us who know him. So clearly death cannot separate his love from us. Now let me reverse that question. Who shall separate Christ from our love or my love? Can tribulation? <laughs> um, yeah, it sadly it can. Can distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword separate my love for Christ? I'm sorry to say, but it can. Can my separation of my love for Christ separate his love for me? Friends, that is the good news. <laughs> no, nothing can separate his love for us. And don't you just love good news rather than bad news? <laughs> okay, I'll stop my Don Knotts jokes. But you get what I'm saying. This is great news, friends. Nothing that enters into our lives. And I don't know if maybe I've just felt like because of the quarantine, I've kind of been struggling with motivation and I've been kind of lazy and kind of not on my game as much as I could be spiritually or as a mother or whatever. I'm looking at myself and I'm seeing all these things that I'm kind of dropping the ball on. And it almost feels like I've let Christ down. And when you've let somebody down, you naturally feel less close with them. Like there's this rift between you. Like, are they mad? Are they angry? Do they not love me as much as they can? And the good news that I'm here to share to, with you is that nothing can separate the love of Christ from you. He loves you no matter where you are in life. Maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't even know if there is a God. And if I don't know if there is a God, how can he love me? And 
let me just tell you, friends, there is a God and he does love you. And the first thing that I'd like to ask you to do is just pray and say, God, if you are real, show yourself to me. And I believe a thousand percent he will. Paul doesn't just stop right there, though. He goes on to say, no, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor heights nor depths nor any else anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Okay, let's go back and look at these things that he specifically says. For I am sure that neither death nor life. Okay, I think we understand this concept. Can death separate us from God? No, it brings us closer. Can life separate us from God? Well, we can separate ourselves from him, but he never separates himself from us. How about angels? No, angels can't separate us. The, the, the heavenly angels or the demonic ones, they can't separate us from his love. How about rulers of this world? They can't separate us from his love. How about the present? Or I think even a bigger source of, of something that can feel like it separates Christ's love from us is the past, right? We think of those things in the rearview mirror and we think, oh man, I have screwed up so much in my past. I have wasted so much time. I haven't done the right things. I haven't lived righteously. I haven't lived right for God. That certainly can make him love me somehow less. I'm not worthy. And I'm here to tell you, according to what I know about God and what his scripture says, there, not your past, nothing can separate you from the love of God, nor the things to come. So your future can't separate you from the love of God. And then he goes on to say, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth. And the height and depth thing, that has to do with common astronomical terms. Uh, it's used to refer to the high and low points of a star's path. So in other words, nothing in life's path from beginning to end can separate us from Christ's love. Possibly Paul may intend to describe all of space from top to bottom. So things that we can't even comprehend in this day and age. We don't know the vastness of the universe, but whatever it is out there, it cannot separate us from his love. And then, just in case he missed anything, he says, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What great news this is, friend. Nothing, nothing that you can think of or I can think of can ever separate Christ's love from us. Have you ever loved someone because they just loved you so much? Okay, I, I have a story. 
In fact, I have several stories, and I've thought about creating a, a separate podcast called Stories with Lori, and <laughs> just stories of my life, or uh, I love true crime, I don't know. Greg and I had a great, um, I'll tell you one quick story here, how about that? Uh, we watched the famous Bronco chase of O.J. Simpson when he was in the, the Bronco and he was fleeing from the police, that slow chase. And we were riveted by this whole thing. After everything came out of what happened, Greg and I and some friends, we hopped in a car and we drove to Beverly Hills. And we went to Nicole Brown Simpson's, her condo there. It still had crime scene tape up. And we were standing there gawking. I mean, this was in the 90s. And so we didn't have like our camera phones because surely we would have taken pictures. But back then we were just like we couldn't believe what had happened. And maybe we're weird or odd. I don't know. We just wanted to see for ourselves. And this lady in a car drove by and yelled at us, get a life. Anyways, we read it in the paper too, that (laughs) one of the reporters was reporting that a lady drove by and said, get a life. So I wonder if that's just what she did. And I want to say back to her, um, maybe you ought to get a life. Anyways, that's beside the story that I was trying to tell. But yes, stories with Lori. I don't know if I'll ever do it, but um, I've also been to the John Benet Ramsey house. I don't know, y'all. I'm maybe I'm crazy, but let me know on my Instagram what you think about stories with Lori. We'll see. But I do. I have a story about love. Okay, that's where I'm at. Greg had a way of always talking to people. He loved to talk to people, and I love to talk to people. But I'll be honest. Like I am seemingly very outgoing the life of the party I can be I can be but if you get to know me personally you'll understand that there's kind of this thick wall that I put up and I don't like to let people figure me out I love to learn knowledge and I love to tell other people about the useless knowledge and information that I have, much to my kids' utter disdain for that sometimes. But I am sort of a hard nut to crack. And my immediate gut reaction to people, I'm, you know, I think I come across very warm. I'd like to think I come across warm. But it's like at an arm's length a little bit. Like I have to get to know you before I let you in, certainly before I tell you anything personal to me, except if I'm doing a podcast and I'm just bearing my soul to strangers everywhere. But if you were to meet me in person, you could tell that it's going to take us a while to get to know each other, except Greg met this couple from Georgia who just moved into um, where we were living in Litchfield Park. And he's like, Lori, this couple just joined our church and they're from Georgia and they don't know anyone. And so I told them they live in our same neighborhood and I told them that we would meet them at the park. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't want to meet anybody new. I, I'm good. I 
don't need another friend. I don't, you know. All right, we'll do this ministry thing. So we get the kids, and I don't think we had Brooke then, but we got the boys, and we packed up, and we drove to the park in the neighborhood, and there she was. Uh, She comes up, and she's like Tigger. She's so excited and happy and smiling, and, and I was like, okay, this girl, she's a lot, man. She's... She's really like out there. She's fun. Okay, I'll give her that. Like, I'm not so angry at Greg now for having drugged me out of the house and have to pack up the boys and get their shoes on and whatever because she's really, she really is a lovely person. But before we left, there was something about her spirit that was just so contagious. She just exuded love. And before we left, she said, I just love you. And I thought, you know, strangely, I love you too. And that was all it took. We have been friends ever since. It was almost as if her love was so compelling that I didn't stand a chance not to love her back. I don't know if you've ever experienced that in life. When somebody just loves you so much, I I get it with my dogs too. Like my dogs love me so much. How can I not? return their love and affection. That is what Christ has for us. I can't explain to you how much Jesus loves you. He loves you so much that he came to this earth and he died for you 2,000 years ago before you were even a thought on this earth. That's how much he loves you, that he was willing to give up everything in heaven to become a man, to suffer like we suffer. He understands suffering. He understands all those lists of things that that Paul said, the persecution, the distress, the famine, the nakedness, the danger, and the sword. Jesus didn't die by the sword. He died by crucifixion which the other word for it that's where we get the word excruciation from was a terrible way to die but he did it because he loved us so much Billy Graham says the mystery of God's love would not be a mystery if we knew all the answers (laughs) isn't that good I just love Billy Graham Friend, the good news of today is it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter who your family is or who your friends are or what you've done or what you're doing at this point. Let me tell you, you cannot be too messy and too out of control and too far gone to escape the love of God. Jesus loves you. And if you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, do it today. There is a great website called gotquestions.org. You can go there and look up what does it mean to be a Christian and how do I do it? You can also find something at my church's website, which is www.cbglades.com forward slash Jesus. And it will take you to the exact same place of 
of helping you to understand what it means to ask Jesus to be your Savior. And if you already have Christ in your heart, friends, let me remind you that Jesus loves you so much. You can wake up tomorrow knowing that no matter what you're facing, it's not too much for him. He won't run away. And with his help, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Let me pray for you. God, I can't thank you enough for your love. What an encouragement it's been to my soul this week, knowing that no matter the mistakes that I made or the mistakes that I'm going to make or the current mistakes that I'm doing in my life, no matter what I do, you love me. And if I will only seek you and repent and, and be obedient to you, that you will provide the blessings in my life that I need. God, thank you so much that you love us so much. Thank you for dying for us. God, I pray that we may live like you love us. Pray these things in your name. Amen. Thank you.